You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to the Geekiest Show Ever, episode 61. I'm joined, like always, with my partner in crime, Kevin Alder. Kevin, how have you been this week? Oh, not too bad, Mark. Been hanging in there trying to get everything done. I'm still suffering a little bit from uh, the move last week where we had to shuffle everything around, as I talked about, because as our listeners know, we didn't record till I guess it was almost midnight my time last week, and... Uh, but hopefully after today, or after yesterday, I've even lost track of the day now, um, I, I took the day off and we did some final shuffling around. Everybody's stuff is now where everybody's stuff should be, I think. I, so it's it's better now. I, I actually have a door this week. I didn't have a door last week when we recorded, so let's hope there's some improvement there. <laughs> and you know what? As soon as you mentioned the door, I was hoping that you just had a uh, a door on the outhouse or what we <laughs> what we term as the toilet. <laughs> uh, Ken, maybe I get one of those doors that Kenny had, you know, maybe on, in the movie. <laughs> Possibly could have. Now, you know what, Kevin? We've discussed a lot of things on the show, and... Um, you know, it, you know, long-time listeners of Geekiest Show ever would, you know, understand and realize that many of the previous hosts would sort of stick on one topic and maybe make a whole show out of it. And we're certainly going to do that down the line in the future. But, you know, we're, we're quite happy swapping and changing a little bit and just starting off with maybe two or three topics and seeing where we'll end up. And that's sort of what we're going to do today. We, we've spoken about when we first started hosting the show that... You know, we love trains and we love hobby things and we go to hobby stores. But, you know, we always <laughs> took another topic and, and got somewhere else and didn't really discuss it too much. So I thought, and actually, I, I shouldn't take credit for this because Kevin did bring it back up in the show notes and say, <laughs> hey, we need to talk about this. So, you know, don't believe everything you hear on a podcast. Mark is full of it. Um, <laughs> but suddenly, let's talk trains and hobby shops. And you know what? I suppose my thing is I love hobbies, but out here in Australia, it's interesting because we've got some fantastic hobby shops, but the problem is not one hobby shop has everything I want, nor are they always with, within easy, you know, distance to actually get to, you know, I'm, I'm uh, an hour outside of Sydney and, you know, we've got a, a very big one in Sydney and then, you know, where I am, we've got another one only 15 minutes up the road and then there's uh, one, two and a half hours away and then another one about an hour away and, and that's pretty much my hobby shop layout, um, you know, if you can mentally picture it and, you know, so I go to my local one a bit, they're 15 minutes away. And I get up there and they don't have what I'm looking for. You know, I'm looking for this Hornby building because, you know, I started off with the Hornby collection of Thomas the Tank Engine. And so, you know, to keep within the the sort of same uh, style, I guess, if you will, I wanted to, you know, keep purchasing the Hornby products. So my local one only has some of the products that they need to order in. And the ordering can take three months and you know one thing i ordered a year ago and it I, I got called like a year ago well not a year ago i ordered it a year ago and i only just got recently called in the last week or so to say oh it's arrived and i just went 
you know, I don't even can't remember ordering that. <laughs> I don't know if I even <laughs> want it anymore. Um, and you know, I I do because it, it fits in with um, the little cemetery that I'm building at the moment on the train set. Because you know, you need a cemetery. People die, and even in you know make believe worlds, they die. So, um, well, well, Mark, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you know why they put fences around cemeteries? No. Because people are just dying to get in. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, who, who would have known that death could have been so funny? Oh, my God. Uh, well, well done. That is, that, that's fantastic. I love that one. I can't wait to tell my wife that one. She's going to absolutely die in hysterics because uh, it's best when you're driving by one and ask ask them that i always love to do that with people that i know i haven't said that to before oh that is so funny and i've never heard it before so it's just it's absolutely great i love it you know that that's the the perfect little catchphrase that you need at the bottom of your emails um (laughs) that you send out to people just you know Oh, just very funny. Um, I'm sorry, I sidetracked you. You did, and and we were going away from the hobby shops again. Um, <laughs> oh boy, we, we we're going down rat holes, but you know what? I love it, and we're having fun. We don't care. So wherever the topics uh, take us, it's all good. Um, but yeah, you know th- these hobby shops—they're wonderful little hobby shops. But you know, I, I noticed that. Some of them stock a, a certain range. Like, I'm very much into the uh, Revel brand of uh, model kits, the, the plastic resin model kits that you spray paint, put together yourself of aircraft, motorbikes, cars, and so forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some stock them and some don't. Some stock the other brands, like, I think it's called Italia or, or something like that, that other brand. Um, and there's a few other brands that are out there as well. I but say... My local stores, the only thing, and the only thing I see in a lot of places is Revel or Revel or however you say it. Yeah, it's one of the two ways, but Revel or Revel is uh, very big in the U.S. because they've got a a U.S. presence. They've got a head office in the U.S. as well as Germany, Uh, whereas out here in Australia, we don't have a head office, so everything's imported uh, through a single importer. But you know what the other problem is, Kevin? I can actually import them from Amazon in the US. I can import two kits for the price of one out here. You know, someone's making a lot of money out here, and it's not me because I'm giving it away all the time. Um, But the other thing that we notice too is that from one hobby shop to the next, there can be anything up to a $10 to $15 price difference on the exact same product. Um, And it's just really. It annoys me. It irritates me. You know, I don't know. I, I, you know, yes, the price is good to change because then you can go and look for a bargain and look for a better deal. But it's generally my local store that's 15 minutes up the road is the one that's more expensive. Hmm. And, you know, it's the one that, that's two and a half hours away that's the cheapest. And, you know, thankfully they've got a very, very good uh online store um that you can actually order stuff from but sometimes and especially when you're dealing with hobbies you don't want to buy something off the website you actually want to go take a look at the box ask them if you can actually open the box and inspect it and and just sort of get a feel for it and, and you know see hey is this going to fit in with my current setup and my current kit and you know to go two and a half hours to find this out is just very, very long. 
<laughs> yeah, this is quite, it was the cost of gas now. Oh, don't, petrol. Don't get me started on that. Seriously, you know the the cost of petrol, you know, out here just keeps going up and up. We're talking, uh, and it, it'll be hard for the U.S. listeners and you, Kevin, because uh, we deal in liters, not gallons. Uh, but per liter, we're um, up almost at a dollar sixty a liter, uh, which is oh, just good Lord. you know it, it's thirty cents more expensive than where we were say a year ago. Um, so it's, it's very costly and very pricey and, um, you know, we're all whinging about it, all complaining about it. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, we've got a lot of government taxes put on there. Um, you know, (laughs) what's funny though is, you know, they say, oh, well, the taxes are there so that we can look after the roads and build safer roads and smoother roads. And it's like, yeah, I just bought a new car and that thing bounces all over the place and you've got potholes everywhere and, you know, we've got, you know, admittedly, you know, a lot of roads because we've got a very big land mass, but we must have some of the worst roads in the world. It is just, you know, it, it's absolutely shocking the condition that the roads are in. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that they're, you know, Parliament and, and their members of Parliament are just buy ivory back scratches with the money that we pay them in taxes. <laughs> you, you know, Kevin, we were talking pre-show and, Boy, geez, we go on a rant and, and go on a side note. But you know what? I, I, was, I was sort of saying to Kevin before we started that, you know, if everyone said, okay, this is the year 2012, this year we are not paying our taxes. And I'm not talking about just one or two of us. I'm talking about every single person in every single country turns around and says, you know what, government, you're done. Screw you. We're not paying taxes. It'd be a peaceful world then because they couldn't jail any of us for not paying taxes and they couldn't fine any of us for not paying taxes. What would they do? You know, they, they'd, I don't, yeah, they'd be nowhere. And, uh, you know, admittedly, and I, I know someone's going to come back and, and, you know, probably that person who shall not be named, um, you know, will come back and say, yeah, but if you do that, then you'll screw up the whole economy. And it's like, you know what? I don't care about the whole economy anymore. I just care about not paying so much in tax and so much for everything. The cost of living worldwide, I think, is just becoming ridiculous. And I don't know how it is in the US, Kevin, but certainly out here, you know, the cost of living increases, but our salaries aren't going up to match the cost of living. It's, yeah, it's going up here, but I think salaries are... They're almost keeping pace. I wouldn't say they're completely keeping pace. Um, I know my wife and I are starting to feel the pinch, uh, and I make a decent salary. I'm not going to go into the whole detail there, but, you know, it it's tough at times. It's it's not like it was just a few years ago. No, it, and, it um, certainly changes, and it's not necessarily for the best. And, um, you know, I, I've often said I, I know nothing of a of economics and, and world economies. And, you know, at school I failed economics. So, you know, <laughs> that tells you, um, you know, how much I paid attention. But, um, you know, there's just going to be something. Fail? Did you fail or did the did the economic structure of the society failed fail me. you? They failed me. That's right. Absolutely. I, I, I never fail anything. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm blowing smoke up my own backside now. Um <laughs> Just don't light a match. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that could be rather interesting. No, that, you know, I, I just feel, you know, and, you know, yes, we did go away from the, the shrine topic and the hobby topic, but we'll, we'll come back to that because, you know, certainly out here we see a lot of things hobby-related or, or 
maybe not just only hobby related, but where there's specialty items where, you know, it's a specialist market, we see the price just fluctuated out of nowhere in comparison with the US price. Now, the US is on parity pretty much at the moment with Australia still. Um, yet we can pay twice what you guys pay for the exact same product. And, you know, hobby shops are just one of those sort of avenues where we pay a lot more. And, you know, I understand the whole thing that, well, you know, a distributor brings it into the country and then they've got distributed out to the retailers. And it's like, you know what? Tough. I don't give a damn about distributors. It's just an excuse to give someone a bloody job. You know, all you have to do, (laughs) retailers, is import directly, put your margin on it and sell it at a reasonable price. You know, yeah, um, but the governments are in place to try to stop that. I mean, I know, I, I, bloody governments. Do you do you know out here that we get fined if we don't go and vote for one of those bloody donkeys? They actually fine us, and you can actually go to prison if then you don't pay the fine because we're all supposed to vote for a stupid bloody politician. Talk about a backwards country. Wow. In in this country, we just have voter apathy. I, I mean, they, they considered a, a huge uh, success when, um, what is it? When I think when we get like 25 or 30% of the registered or voting age people turn out for an election, they think that's like, wow, we've oh, really definitely. done something this election. But, but, but see, the thing I argue is that the people who drag their feet saying, oh, God, I've got to go and vote. I don't want to vote. They're not going to vote properly anyway. They're not going to know who they're voting for because they don't care about politics. So right. why the hell make us vote? I mean, it's just, it's stupid. It's just ridiculous. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure your government does some absolutely dumb things and our government oh, is no, no never. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> I, I know. You know what? I know that the U.S. government likes to think that they're holier than thou, but uh, certainly on the international scale, it doesn't appear that way. That's for sure. Um, it doesn't appear that way on this side of the scale either. <laughs> oh boy! Yes. Now, we're, now we're bashing governments, but yeah, I'm, I'm just sick and tired of them getting, you know, their their fingers in every single piece of the pie. You know that. It doesn't matter what it is. They just, they charge a tax on it. And then we pay GST and, you know, we pay so many taxes that it's like, if you actually took the taxes away, things would be cheap. Um, You know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, to be quite honest. Um, You know. Yeah, I I, I feel you. You'd like to see them do more. You know, they're, they're all about, you know, you get them in the media and you get them interviewed and so forth. And they say, oh, we're, we're working for the, the, the best of the people and everything. It's like, really? What have you fucking done for me lately? You know, what what have you done for us? You know, why are we paying so much in petrol? You know, more than half of our petrol costs would be in allocated taxes. You know, wow. petrol is not that expensive. It's the stupid government taxes that taxes us heavily. Now, you know, I'm not a, a smoker anymore. I quit a few years ago. But they kept adding government taxes onto cigarettes. Their whole thing was that, oh, well, you know, if we keep pushing the price up, then, you know, people will stop smoking. Yeah, okay, maybe a few did. 
But the people who can't then afford to smoke are going to go and, and become criminals to then pay for the cigarettes and so forth. And it's like, oh, for crying out loud, you're not doing it right. You know, they make any excuse they can to put a tax on something just so that we've got to pay through the roof. It's, um, it's wrong. And we shouldn't put up with it. it you know, and I, I'm whinging about it and I'm a single person, but I, you know, I can guarantee that other people out there share my exact same opinion. Maybe they have a slightly different view of it, but they still don't like it. Um, maybe we all need to get together and, and revolt against governments of this world and revolt against what we complain about all the time instead of just complaining and whinging and carrying on on podcasts or in, in media <laughs> avenues and so forth. Maybe we should all just say, screw you. Well, you know, you, you talk about cigarettes. It's interesting. There's been a story here in the local news uh, about some guys that got, I think it's like four people now they've busted that were running uh, illegal cigarettes, you know, cigarettes mm -hmm. that hadn't been taxed. And I thought they said it was on the order of $300, 300 million or maybe it's $75 million. I can't, it's some huge number mm -hmm. uh, that, that they've been, they got away with for a while. But they were bringing them in and selling them through a little like country store type of thing, and yep. you know people were buying them and they were going, they were being sold untaxed. So, yeah, you know, th there's just too many taxes on things, and you know we we're supposed to live in free worlds and uh, you know free societies where we've got freedoms and and certain you know things that we can hold dear and near, and but when you get taxed to the eyeballs. You just go, man, nothing is free in this world, you know. It's, um, yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous what they come out with to just put a stupid tax on, and then they do nothing for us. Yeah, I know. It's they. Uh, somebody was talking around, I can't, oh, I, it was a co-worker that mentioned something one time that somebody mentioned, oh, you know, I, I want to vote for this, this political candidate because, you know, everybody will get a free college education out of the deal. And and my coworker said, "Do you realize that somebody somewhere is going to end up paying for that? <laughs> Nothing is free because somebody's got to pay the professor. Somebody's got to pay for the the campus. Somebody, you know, nothing's free. I, the, what gets me is the people that vote for things, but they don't think it through. Mm -hmm. You know. And I know I just ticked Tim off again, and now he's going to be <laughs> calling me to the carpet again on something. I'm not sure what, but." Um, that, that's, it's okay, you know, Tim. What, I'm it, used to it now. It, it, if we don't piss someone off from listening to this show, then we're not doing it properly. That's my view. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, look, you know, I, I sort of sometimes even even look at, you know, the world as a whole and think, you know, we went from a barter system to then a financial system to actually having money and so forth. And... I just, I just sort of think, why? You know, I, I look at it and I think, why do we have this financial system in place? Why do we have money? Then, you know, why do we work nine to five, have a couple of hours with the, the family each night, then, you know, have the weekends if we're lucky. Some people even have to work weekends. And what do we do? We do this for 50 out here. Our retirement age is 65, right? Uh, at yeah. 65, when I retire, I've got maybe 10 really good, maybe 15 good years left in me before, guess what? I'm either in a nursing home or I'm dead. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. It just really, really uh, just, it's 
stupid. It's pointless. You know, <laughs> we need it because we need to live. I understand that. You know, you need it because you need to have a roof over your head. You need food on the table. But we don't get to enjoy everything that we've worked so hard for until it's too flippin' late. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah, it's that's true. I mean, I've, I've had... I had one friend that, uh, God rest his soul, he um, he worked very hard all his life for a chain grocery store. Mm-hmm. And he retired. He was able to do a couple of things he wanted to do. He bought himself a, a travel trailer or motorhome, or not a motorhome, but a travel trailer. A caravan, I think is what you would call it. Yeah. And, um, you know, bought himself a new truck to pull it with and was enjoying camping. And he came to work. Uh, where I work, and he was working part, not part-time, he was working full-time, but he went from a high-stress job to a much lower-stress job, mm-hmm. you know, where he could take time as he wanted. And then the poor soul, uh, after shoveling snow one day, had this continual pain that he couldn't shake and checked it out, and he found out he had cancer. And it took him, I don't think he lasted more than about nine, maybe ten months after that. Mm-hmm. And and he was gone. And here he just, you know, he got to the point in life he was enjoying his grandchildren. He took them camping with him. And and it was gone. So you're right. I mean... Um, it, it just doesn't seem worth it, does it? It just... You know, it, it, if you believe the philosophy and, and the view of, you know, life is there to be enjoyed, you should live it to the full. You know... <sighs> Yeah, some people have that opportunity to do so. Many people don't. And what is the full? I mean, working nine to five, we we spend more time at work than we do with our families. Isn't that just a fucked up society? It is. And technology has only made that worse as we've gotten along further in society. I mean, you know, the the I was watching a show on... Um, Oh, crap. I don't remember what channel it was now. Then they were talking about the greatest inventions, the the 101 greatest inventions of all time. And they got down to the point where they were talking about the BlackBerry. And, of course, you know, for a while, the smartphone was defined as mm-hmm. the BlackBerry. Yeah. And that's when they said the lines between work and personal life really started to blur because people referred to them as crackberries. Mm-hmm. And, you know... I got to have a black, I was a BlackBerry user for a while. And I have to tell you, when I went from a regular cell phone to that BlackBerry, oh, that did change my life. And of course, now I use an iPhone. um, And that's even more integrated into my life. And if I don't have it with me, I feel like I've forgotten my, uh, let's let's see, I got to use the right word here. So my English listeners and the, what is that? My trousers, I guess, is what I. It, I feel like I've lost my trousers if I don't have them with me, because <laughs> pants are something else altogether. So I have to remember which one do I use. But you know, you, you you feel you feel almost naked without it, and and then you have hot things that you know you don't need to be touching parts of your flesh or anything. Like you, you've had that trouble, I know, or at least I've been told you've had that trouble. <laughs> yes, you know, and look it even comes down to a couple of people really gave me the shits yesterday while i was out and about and we were driving around and they're talking on the phone they're driving recklessly they're they're running from here there and everywhere speeding around because you know what they think that they're bloody important you know oh someone's calling me on the phone i've got to answer the phone while i'm driving and put everyone's life in danger you're a dickhead if you do because you know who cares 
Seriously, you're going to die one day. Who <laughs> gives a shit if you answer the bloody call? You are not that important. Kevin, you used the term, and I forget whether we recorded it or not, but you put your finger in a glass of water, you pull your finger out, and that's the impact that you've made on society. Yeah, basically that's it. That's the that's how indispensable you are is the size of the hole your finger lives in a lives. Leaves in a glass full of water. Absolutely. You know, no one's going to give a shit if we stop hosting this show. You know, it's not going to destroy anyone's life you know well no. ma- maybe that one person who shall not be named you know he might cry a little bit but um <laughs> <laughs> you know we we cannot talk about the hobby shop can we we just keep going but you know this is all just i don't know it, it's just getting me to a stage where i'm becoming extremely pessimistic i'm looking at everything with sarcasm and just going why are we fucking doing it this way? And we're only doing things this way because that's the way that it was done previously and the way that we was told that it had to be done. But, you know, it, it, I don't know. Kevin, am I making any sense or am I talking out my ass? A little bit of both. It's okay, though. The, uh, <laughs> the, oh, thank, thank you for being honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think, you know, I think what it is, too, is um, the, that last part you said there where, you know, we're doing it because they did it before us and because they did it before that. There is some interesting things, though. I think you're starting to see some dynamics change in society. I think, um, you know, the idea of people not going to an office every day from 9 to 5, that's that's a big change in the way the work culture, you know, the um, manufacturing or the industrial I can't remember the proper term. You know, the the manufacturing uh, society, the way things were. You got up, you ate breakfast, you went to work, you worked, you came home, you ate dinner, you went to bed type of arrangement. But now that you have people that, you know, regularly work from home, people that freelance, people that don't have one continuous employer, um, you know, they just do where they, they go where they're needed to do what they need to do and then move on to the next thing. They're not the, uh, as I like to call them, the gold-watched uh, generation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of am, th- I'm kind of at the tail end of that generation where you work for the same company for for many, many years, and then, you know, it comes time for you to retire, and they hand you the gold watch and push you out the door, and you go <laughs> tottering off into obscurity. But, you know, that's that's really changing with the way things are working. And I do see some people now revolting the people aren't revolting, but they're going against the idea of um, of the nine to five and you know the family uh, work life balance. I see more people trying to balance more personal and make their personal life more important, or at least as equally important mm-hmm. as their work life, where it wasn't everything's the company and I'm owned by the company. Yep. I think it's gotten a little bit better. Now, Kevin, let me ask you, because I know you do a little bit of telecommuting here and there. Do you find that when you do that telecommuting that you can actually switch off at home at, you know, a certain time you say, right, that's my day's worth of work, you know, because you've you've got to somewhat be very focused in order to actually telecommute, because otherwise you can, you know, be viewing YouTube all day and, you know, going out for a longer lunch than you normally would and so forth. You know, is there some things where you... You know, you sort of get to that stage where you think, uh, you know what, I could just spend another 15, 20 minutes on this and get it finished rather than leave that till Monday, for instance. You know, I 
it depends on the day and it depends on the task is what I'll have to say. If I've got something that I'm really focused on and really into getting done, I'll keep working to get it done like you were saying. But there are other days when I can say, okay, you know, I can look at the list of things I've done today and say, yeah, I've accomplished pretty good. I can just turn it off when quitting time comes and I don't, you know, don't have to worry about it. So it's it's more task related than it is that. And, and telecommuting is relatively new for an old fart like me. Um, but I do have to say I do enjoy it. Um, one, it's the, the, as I've gotten older, the stress of traffic and my desire to want to run, run some stupid son of a bitch off the road because you're trying to kill every other person while he's talking on the phone or, or doing some other self-important thing. Um, matter of fact, uh, well, I don't want to go into that. We, there was a fatal accident a few days ago in the area from, uh, somebody that was, driving too fast i don't know why they were driving too fast it hasn't been investigated completely but you know that that kind of stuff it just it worries me oh definitely and you know I, I, you know having the family in the car yesterday when when i just had a couple of idiots you know it's like god all you need to do is just run with the flow of the traffic abide the the road rules and uh don't put anyone's life in jeopardy it's um you know i i Seriously, I said it on Twitter. If anyone drives like a maniac and talks on the phone while you're driving, stop following me. And I'm going to say it again. Don't listen to this show if you do that because I've got no sympathy for you, no patience for you, and I hope you end up in a car wreck. And I hope you don't take no. some innocent person with you. you no, know, ser- well, you know, seriously. There, what gets me, you talk about that. And again, I live in a big, big metropolitan area. I can't get over the fact of driving down the road the people I see doing not only talking on the phone, but they might be smoking a cigarette. I've seen guys reading and talking on the phone and driving. God. I've seen women putting on makeup, talking on the phone oh, and women driving. Are the worst when when they put on makeup, it's like, are you crazy? It, it's like I don't know. Like just the, just take an extra five minutes before you walk out of your door. I mean, become more organized, you know. And trust me, you, you know. Women, oh, I've, you know, I've, I've got a thin with with women and makeup. I I can't stand a lot of makeup. It's like what I'm kissing a, a bloody, you know, ten layers of bloody makeup. You know, makes me want to vomit. It's like, you know, if you look ugly, just, you know, I look ugly. That's why we do an audio show. So it's like, you know, if you look ugly, just stay ugly. Don't worry about it. Don't worry what people think and how people look at you. It's like, you know. People will either like you for you or not like you for you, and if they don't, then they're not worth sprucing yourself up for. It's you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's but I mean, what worries me though is the people I do see reading and driving, and oh, I don't yeah. know how many times. And that's mostly men that I see doing that. They'll have a newspaper folded up, laying in the steering wheel, and driving. And I'm going, oh shit! I'm going to take a chance of a speeding ticket because I want to get away from this guy. Oh yeah. Definitely. I do not want to be anywhere near him when he reads the economic news or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and gets pissed off because his portfolio went down and kills 30 of us because he spins the car around. You know, ho- hopefully they read the obituaries and then they become one the following day because that's just absolutely stupid. Anyway, hey, wait, wait a minute. I, I have to ask you a question on that statement. Yeah. And I think it's a sign of age. Do you read the obituaries when you open up the newspaper? No. Oh, uh, it is a thing of age then. 
<laughs> I think it's, I, 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 heard I, somebody, I don't need to yet see who I've beaten, Kevin. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's like I'm reading this. Like, okay, I heard somebody say it the other day. He said, uh, I checked to make sure my name's not in there. And <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I don't know what it is with me, but over the last eh, maybe 10 years, I mean, of course, it is the first section of the local newspaper, but I do tend to read the obituaries. It's like, ah, I made it past that. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a little older than I am. Oh, that's that's a shame. That, that guy was like ten years younger than me. You know, it's like it's like you know, I'm keeping score now. So I'm going. <laughs> so yeah, just so curious. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail you there again. Oh, that, that's all right. It, it does get depressing though when you uh, sort of do look and, and see who you've actually beaten, and especially <laughs> when their age gets closer to yours. Um, you know, or I should say, your age gets closer to theirs. Um, you know, it could get a little bit depressing. So, uh, no, I, I don't do that at all. Anyway, uh, you know, we've cu- totally gone left and right and left and right and left and right again. And um, you know what? We started off with hobby shops and we totally destroyed our topic again. I don't think we're ever going to get to talk about hobby shops properly. It's just something about it. It's We love them, but we hate them. And then when I've got to pay tax on everything, then we have taxes. And then we start talking about the stupid things that society brings to us and that we have to do. You know, I, I never hear anyone saying, I want to go to work. I love going to work. I, oh, I'm going to work today. Isn't that great? We all say, oh, I, want to, I have to go to work. You know, it's <laughs> like, if you have to, then why the hell are we doing it? Why don't we just all throw in the towel and say, screw you? And, you know, we, we can't do it. Ten of us can't do it. Millions of us need to do it, you know. And, um, you know, let's... Strengthen, let's, strengthen numbers. Absolutely. It reminds me of the movie A Bug's Life. And, yes, I do love Disney Pixar movies. You know, criticize me for it. I don't care because they're great movies. Um, but in A Bug's Life, they, they, you know, the ants pick the food, then the grasshoppers come and take and eat the food. Basically, the grasshoppers, you know, are the government kind of thing, and the, the poor ants, the little, little workers like you and me, Kevin. And, you know, it takes one ant to turn around and say, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. If we turn around as a whole and say no and stand our ground the grasshoppers will leave, in which they do. And they win, and, and therefore, you know, there's a free society, you know. Boy, I wish we were like a cartoon sometimes. Well, I've been told I look a little like a cartoon character, but, you know, that's... <laughs> I, I don't think that's meant in that way. I think it's meant more in a negative way, but I don't take it that way because I'm good-natured. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, we, we have interesting views, and certainly I'm, I'm sure that... I've kicked up the dust a little bit. There's a little bit of controversy now. I'm sure that there's a couple of people out there that we know who would be uh, seething, just waiting to get their response in somewhere. So, If they um, can remember to do it. Yeah, you know, some, some people are forgetful and, you know, they, they forget to give us feedback. <laughs> Which, <laughs> you know, it, it's like it was really that important and you forgot to give us feedback. It's like, oh, for crying out loud, if you can't remember to give us feedback, don't even bother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And, and that'll set the person who shall not be mentioned, or whatever he called himself, uh, that'll set him off again. <laughs> yeah, that will. It's oh, always dear. good to set him off. Now, Kevin, have you ever seen a movie called Westworld? 
Westworld. Yes, I have seen it, but it's been many, many years ago. Probably 25 years ago since I've seen it. Wow. Yeah, because it is. it was made back in, I believe, 1973 from memory. Um, I might, might have that wrong, so don't hold me to that. But, you know, it was the first time that I had ever seen it, which was last week. I was looking, you know, through movies and thinking, oh, you know, what haven't I seen yet? So I came across and looked at the trailer. It looked pretty good. And then I, I looked at the whole movie, and I, I know I said on a previous show that I'd write down my thoughts so I didn't contradict myself because Tim didn't like it when I did. Um, tough. I didn't get around to it, so you're going <laughs> to have to listen to whatever, whatever I'm saying. Um, but basically, the whole concept behind it was it, it was uh, done by the, the, the author and author of the story and director um, was the same guy behind the story of Jurassic Park. So, of course, the story of Westworld is basically, you know, this holiday destination where you go and you actually spend time in these, you know, realistic in worlds the old- in the Old West, in uh, a Roman world, and I forget what the other one was now. I think oh, it was yeah, a, there was. A med- medieval world. You know, and it was kind of strange because... You were expecting to see a little bit of each world, but they really concentrated solely because the, the lead characters were concentrated in the West world. So they spent most of their time there, a little bit in the medieval world and only a very minute uh, amount in the uh, the Roman world, which I thought was a little bit strange. I thought, you know, rather than have, you know, three different areas, why not just have West world and, and just, you know, have it based in the one world? Uh, I know why you wanted to see the Roman side of things. <laughs> you, secret, you secretly wear a toga, don't you? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, look, you know, I'm sitting here. You can't see what I'm wearing. So there we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I often wonder what it would be like to wear one. You know, they're, they're kind of unique. They're different. So, um, but yeah, so <laughs> that, that diversion was a little bit strange because it just wasn't laid out evenly. It was just more Westworld, which was great because the movie was absolutely fantastic. But the whole concept behind the movie is creating a virtual lifestyle and virtual humans. And you know what, Kevin, I complain about the governments of this world and the taxes we pay and the inflated prices. And I think I could go and live in one of these virtual worlds and forget about the real world because, you know, sometimes... The grass looks greener on the other side, frankly. And I love movies like this that just make you think, wow, you know, I I can't wait till one day that could possibly happen, where we could go to a resort and actually have real live people that we could actually blow their heads off. But the thing is, they're actually machines, they're actually robots. And, you know, it was done at a time when, you know, computers and, and big servers were the big tape drives um that they would have and and it was just you know sort of that black and green colored screen and and their idea of showing a a high def image on a computer screen was this triangle kind of you know turning around in 3d (laughs) space and i was just looking at the the computer graphics and just you know it was so corny and and so limited that you know you could see through it but the story was so good that I didn't care about that. It was just really, really entertaining. And, um, you know, even the way they got to this destination, uh, to where it was, they went on a hovercraft, and that was just cool. And, you know, you've got the pilot going through, and, and um, you know, you can he's got these big glasses on, and you just see the reflection of the ground in his eyes as he's commanding the, the hovercraft in. And it was just, 
really geeky. I don't know if you like hovercrafts, but I think they're just cool. Um, oh, I love those. I love the idea of those. I try, I thought about building one as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Would, you, I'd, I'd, I'd love to just get like one of those remote control ones where you can, you know, hover them across different things. I, I suppose I love Back to the Future, so I want a hoverboard. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just love that idea. It's like, you know, like, I, you know, I'd fall off it, but that's not the point. I still want one. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, and they had some interest in things like the, um, the, the main, uh, protagonist character was played by Yul Brenner and, and just a, a fantastic performance. And, um, you know, they, they tweaked because he was a robot and acting as a robot. Um, you know, they, they tweaked his internal mechanisms so that he would actually see the other, the real people clearer and be able to sense them by heat and so forth. And then he basically turned into like this Terminator, uh, that just kept going after and after and after them and kept coming back from the dead. And it was really a film that, you know, was Terminator prior to the Terminator, if that makes any sense. Um, you know, it, it was sort of that ever relentless robot that just would not stop and, and nothing you could do would actually stop him. Um, you know, and look, when you watch the movie, you've, you've got to remember it is made back in the seventies, but that, that still didn't distract me. It was still an absolutely brilliant movie. I absolutely adored it. It's one of my all time favorite movies now. Uh, I've got to actually watch Future World, which is the sequel to it, and uh, see if that's any good. That, that's a little bit different because they try to take the robots that they create in this Future World and then replace them with real people. So real politicians they replace with robots, which, you know, let's put it this way, wouldn't necessarily be a bad move at times. Um, I don't know if you'd notice the difference with some of them. No, you, you probably wouldn't. Um so, yeah, it, it was just absolutely fantastic. But just the, the computerized scenes were just, <laughs> were just very, very funny when they were in the actual control room because they had the old style phone. And then they had all the, you, you know how they used to put in movies, walls of blinking lights, you know. And, oh, um, yeah. It's just hilarious to think. And it's like, what does this button do? What does that button do? You know. And um, so, yeah, it was very much like that. But it was... It was good. You know, that was, you know, high tech back in the day. And it's still interesting today, even though you look at it and you think, okay, you know, it's a, um, a little bit old and so forth from the technology side of things. It was just, it was a great ride, great experience. And I, I just loved it. You know, some of the things that I, I thought were also good, you know, nothing was left to chance and nothing was sort of, um, you know, that there, there wasn't, there were errors in the movies, certainly, and or things you could turn around and say, well, that's not possible. But within the storyline, you know, say, for instance, they, you know, the guns that you would get so that you could actually shoot the, the robot humans. It's like, you know, um, in one scene, uh, they questioned, well, you know, how do we know that it's actually a robot? Because they look so similar and you could only tell by the hands in the movie they hadn't perfected the hands. And... Um, you know, it had heat sensing technology that, it, you know, if it saw heat and measured heat, then it, it wouldn't fire. And I thought that was that was kind of cool. So you couldn't shoot a guest. Um, you know, that that was a, a little bit of fun. So, uh, 
I might have to go back and rewatch that now. You've you piqued my interest. It's been so many years since I've seen that movie. Oh, you you definitely have to see it again. Honestly, it's on iTunes. It's absolutely fantastic. I got the high def version and uh, and just loved it. And the thing I think I I loved most about it was it had a series of interviews from guests that had come back, uh, sort of done in news style at the beginning of the film and they were explaining it and, and explaining, you know, how they were able to kill someone, but of course it was a robot. And it just it really led you in to the storyline and really got you immersed. And um yeah, I, I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. Some of the best filmmaking I, I think I've ever seen and just a, a classic movie that will stand the test of time, even though the technology is old in it. Um, and sometimes that's not a bad thing. You know, if you look at some of the older technology-based movies, it's really, really good to see that. You know, another movie from that time frame that I always liked was the movie called Andromeda Strain. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. So what's, what's it called, sh- Kevin? Andromeda Strain. The Andromeda, the Andromeda Strain, I think, is what it's actually called. It's about a spacecraft, um, like a little satellite or something, that goes into space and it comes back and it has picked up some sort of mutant virus and what happens to this town they bring it to the town and all that and it's a really interesting and how the government deals with this mutant virus and and all that i i think you'd really enjoy it you ought to try watching that because the the technology and stuff you know is looking forward with as much technology as they could use at the time so it's really an interesting movie about how they solve this virus that could wipe out all of mankind. Excuse me. Interesting. I certainly have to give it a look because, um, you know, I always like apocalyptic <laughs> movies, as you can tell by some of the topics I raise. It's like, yeah, sometimes we just need to blow it all up. <laughs> Start over again. Yeah, you know, they, they did that in the first Planet of the Apes movie, and that's why I didn't like the rise of the planet, the rise of the planet of... Rise of the Planet of the... God, there's too many bloody words in that title. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's like that last scene in the original Planet of the Apes that Tim absolutely hates because he thinks it's corny and so forth. It's like, yeah, but, you know, that's cool. I love that scene. Um, You know, I've just got a a hankering for old movies too. I'm, I'm very much into classic movies. Anything John Wayne I absolutely love. Errol Flynn's the same. Uh, and even, you know, going back all, all the way to uh, things like Casablanca. Casablanca is just one of my all-time favorite movies. Um, you know, I have never seen that movie. Oh, my God. Go and hire it now while we're talking. <laughs> Seriously. You, I, know, I've seen, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces s- of oh it. Oh, my God. I can't I've believe I'm talking to someone who hasn't seen it. Oh, I've wow. seen bits and pieces of it. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I you know I, I I know the general story of the movie, but it was just not one I ever wanted to really to see. And I mean, there are plenty of old movies I like, but that's just not one I ever wanted to see. Sorry. Oh dear, listeners, do you feel sorry for me right now? I, I I'm face palming, going, "Oh, you're kidding me." <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. You didn't, you had never seen Office Space, so wait a minute. Okay, but Casablanca is a billion times better than Office Space. I loved Office Space, but in comparison, there is no comparison. (laughs) Will it hold up against Kenny? 
Mm. Um, yes, it, it's better than Kenny. It, it's literally my favorite movie of all time. It's it's the number one. Nothing can beat it. Um, and I, I just I love the story. I, I love the performances. Um, you know, Humphrey Bogart is just absolutely superb in it. It's just uh, it, it's it's hard to explain, especially if you haven't seen it. You know, it's um. It's just one of those movies that before you die, you have to go and see. Uh, it, it's just... Well, hopefully, if I watch it this week, I don't die after I see it. <laughs> hopefully not. Otherwise, our hosting positions on this show will be short-lived. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, if I get a chance if I get chance this week or maybe in a couple weeks, I'll, I'll, I'll find a copy of it somewhere. I'm sure some of my relatives or something have it on. Yes, on DVD, He Who Shall hey, Remain Nameless. Hey, um, I, 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 hey, I still do DVD, but you know what? Um, actually, uh, I'll just finish um, quickly. Yeah, so try and get a, a, um, a copy of it and, and check it out. Seriously, it is really good. Sit down with your wife and, and have, you know, just you and her time without the kids around if you can. And just sit down and enjoy it. I'm, I'm sure you'll both love it. Um, I certainly do. I think it's the, the best movie ever made. Um, you know, not tech-related, not sci-fi-related, but just it, it's a romantic drama that's set in wartime that just, I don't know, it just... It all works well together. It's just done beautifully. So uh, go and check that out. Now, speaking of the the person who shall not be named, we were actually having a a conversation on Twitter the other day, and uh, yesterday, in fact, uh, because I've started watching the the TV series Breaking Bad. And I've only seen the pilot so far, but I knew he liked it. So, you know, we were having a a chat, and I've actually promised him that when uh, I finish sort of watching at least season one, maybe up to season two or so, that we'll get him on the show and we'll have a, a long chat about the Breaking Bad series. Um, and, you know, speaking of DVDs, I was sort of tossing up, uh, do I buy the DVD collection of season one? Do I buy the uh, the versions on iTunes? And I actually decided to go with iTunes this time because it was $5 cheaper than the DVD versions. So um, even though I'm, you know, going back to DVD... If it's cheaper to buy it on iTunes, I actually buy it on iTunes. Because I, they're buying stuff on, uh, I haven't bought anything recently on iTunes. Good Lord, it sounds like my family's coming through the floor. Uh, pardon, the listeners, please pardon us for that. Um, yeah, I haven't bought any movies on iTunes now for, I don't know how long. It's been quite a while. The only thing I've been doing is physical media. I, I, and I don't, we've been down this road, I don't know, for three or four weeks now, so I don't want to belabor <laughs> it. Um, but maybe that'll be the way I watch uh, Casablanca or something like that, or I'll find it on Amazon and get it off that off Amazon Prime and watch it that way. Yeah, well, certainly I use iTunes as my hiring station to hire all the movies I, I want to watch. Um, because it's great for that. You know, you hire it on the Apple TV, you sit back, you enjoy it. Um, and it, you know, it works really well. Um, you know, especially if you don't want to own a, a, a particular movie, it's really handy. You know, sometimes, you know, something like, you know, Star Trek 2009, you want to own that rise of the planet of the apes. You only want to hire it once every five years just to see if it got better with age. <laughs> <laughs> just like a good wine. You're hoping it improves. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, you hope in and many times it doesn't. And you know what? While we're on um, on topics of, of what we're watching and so forth recently, you've been watching a new show on the Sci-Fi Channel, and I've got to say, I hate the way they they actually spell Sci-Fi now with the Y instead of the I. It's like, oh, yeah, it, 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 it is. It is kind of sissy. Stupid. It's sissy. You know, the the person who shall not be named would say it's sissy. I think. Well, I will anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll use his terminology. It just it, it looks really stupid and sissy it's you know it's um it's like f- phone with the ph and then the f it's like just spell it the right way <laughs> anyway f-o-n-e get over it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you've, you've been oh. watch, watching urkel's new show and this is steve urkel from the uh the sitcom the- family matters and uh you know what i actually watched all 10 seasons of that uh with my wife only in the last six months or so, we uh, we got copies of it and, and watched it all. And it's a good show, but it, it, it's nowhere near the Cosby show. The Cosby show just wipes the floor clean with it. And, um, yeah. I, yeah, I, I would have to agree. I think the problem is that Urkel came in a bit late into, like, season one. And then, you know, for the first few seasons he was there, it was really hilarious. But then... After a while, you notice that the the Laura character started getting very mean and cruel against him. And, you know, they end up falling in love and getting married in the end and everything. You know, la-da-da. Isn't that nice? But the the bottom line is it was turning, you know, away from comedy a bit and going a little bit too much drama-based. And I just thought, ah, you know, really, you could cut half of those episodes out and, and so forth. Whereas the Cosby Show, for pretty much most of its life, was just priceless I, I don't know if you recall the second episode from season one of the cosby show where the fish dies um oh yes and, and bill cosby wants to have this whole funeral and and have this you know what uh, funeral wake and so forth and, and he's he's there holding the fish i can't remember what the name is but literally i can't watch that episode without rolling on the fo- floor laughing literally you know, because he's so keen on saying goodbye to the fish so that his youngest daughter, uh, Rudy, doesn't, you know, get upset and so forth and, and, you know, has a proper farewell. And, you know, no one else is wanting to be there and he's sort of there prim and proper trying to say something nice about the fish. And, um, you know, then she wants to go and watch TV instead of, you know, <laughs> what, watching the fish, you know, go to its rightful place down the toilet. And, um, and and then she comes in a little bit later when he's still standing there, go, well, you know, what's happening? What's it, what's everyone doing? And, and she goes, I need to go to the, I, I need to use the bathroom. <laughs> it's just absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It's, it's a classic five-year-old moment that any parent would know that, you know, you think you've got to make a big deal out of something and make something look important and seem important. And then the kid just does not care. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, the short attention span. <laughs> so it, it's absolutely priceless. But uh, yeah, I'm, but, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of the Cosby show. It was just, it was really, really, probably I'd say the best show of the 80s. I don't know, maybe uh, I'm missing I, something out. What what else was there in the 80s that was really top-notch? Trying to remember, I love WKRP in Cincinnati. Did you ever see no, that? No, I haven't seen that. That was a good one, and and Alf was probably one of my favorite shows Alf, from the Alf, 80s. Alf is very good, but you know what? I've watched Alf back recently, just when it's been on TV periodically. And Doesn't I don't know, hold I'm, up. I'm, I'm not gelling with it as much as I used to. Admittedly, when I saw it, I was, you know, uh, oh, what, I was probably 10, 11, 12, somewhere around that age when he first came on. 
And, uh, <laughs> don't worry, Kevin was like 30. <laughs> yes, you bastard, I probably was. I don't I, went, I don't think I, I was in my 20s, I guess, probably. I can't remember now. You know, I, I think really what it comes down to is when these shows come on, they're, they're absolutely fantastic at the time. You know, they're, they're really, really good shows at the time. And uh, But then, as time goes on, only some of them stand the test of time and, you know, can actually really be rewatched a lot. I think the, the other one, and, you know, a lot of people are going to laugh at me for this one, I used to love The Golden Girls. That was just absolutely Oh, good. Lord, I just episode. lost respect for you. <laughs> oh, really? You don't like it? <laughs> Admittedly, I, remember, that's... I was around the same age. You know, I was around the same age group, and I, I just thought it was very funny at the time. I, you know what? I've actually I've picked it up so that I can watch it with Gretel um, in the near future, and I don't know if I'm going to like it again or absolutely detest it. But as long as it's funny and, and the humor is still there, it should be good. The, I'll, I'll say this. I didn't completely hate that show when it was on the only parts of it i really like were estelle getty and i liked estelle getty mainly because she reminded me of my dear old grandmother uh almost to a t she reminded me of my grandma and i used to tell my grandmother my grandmother was still alive when that show was on and i would say i'd tell her i'd say hey mama look at this this is you and she'd say it is kind of like me isn't it (laughs) and and i think that's what i i was doing because at at the time my grandmother was living with us and I, i sort of you know saw that age group and and you know saw her enjoying it and would sit with her while she was watching it and it's just got really positive memories for me and i i just hope that re-watching it now you know some 20 years later or so that i don't then end up hating it you know um i yeah. hope I, I can revisit it but that that was sort of off the point because um you know so anyway i've started watching breaking bad love the first episode have you ever seen breaking bad kevin i've seen a few episodes and i like it it just doesn't my TV watching schedule is very limited, self-limited. Mm-hmm. I, I, I end up watching more content I download or movies sure. or something like that. So, I, it's, uh, something has to be special to make it into the rotation. But I do enjoy that show. It's just the timing of it. It's probably one of those shows that that I'll I'll watch. You know, at some point, get a whole season sent out and watch it that way mm-hmm. because I I can't stand the breaks in between. It drives me crazy. I can't stand <laughs> to wait for the next episode. So yeah, I, 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 need to be I able don't to... watch TV shows live anymore. Um, besides which, if I, you know what, I, I actually saw the um, the Stephen Hawking episode of The Big Bang Theory a month after oh. you told me about it because that's how far behind we are. It's like, why do I live in such a backwards country? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just, you know, the only thing you guys have in the states that I don't like is a lot of people own guns. At least out here, it's only the criminals that own guns. So, um, but yeah, I, I, just guns. Sort of, I, I'm not a, a big gun fan. I, I don't know. I've, I've never been exposed to them. I've never even shot a, a, a gun at all, even a shooting range or anything. Maybe it's something that I. It's something I probably wouldn't mind doing at some stage in my life. Is actually going and, and trying it. Who knows? Maybe I'd like it. Hopefully, I wouldn't become yeah. a mass murderer. Wait. Maybe maybe we should. Uh, you, I thought you'd come on holiday here to the U.S. and you and I could go out hunting. Oh God, you want me I'll show to you hunt how to, with you? Uh, <laughs> I, well, I was going to stand I, behind you. I, I, I was going <laughs> to say that, that that'd be good, and hope that I don't turn around by accident. <laughs> well, I was going to I was going to teach you how to hunt deer, and uh, we could uh, you could shoot a deer, and then we could skin it and gut it and field dress it and oh. do all that kind of. <laughs> 
And you know what? That was my head hitting the table because I pass out at the sight of blood. You know what? I was there when my kids were born. I even cut the cord for both kids. Um, oh, couldn't do that. Oh, no. I get, so I can do that. But you ask me to skin a beast? Uh-uh. Ain't no way. <laughs> it's like, even if I have a paper cut, I feel woozy. But, but I, oh, I, I, I could be at the birth and so forth. So, um, you know, that was fine. Um, yes, yeah, so anyway, yeah, getting back well, to the Breaking Bad topic. <laughs> <laughs> Crikey, we talk crap. Um, oh. But that's what this show's about. I mean, you know, it's geekiest show ever. It's whatever we're passionate about. You know, it doesn't have to be tech or one specific topic. It can be anything that we just love and enjoy. And hopefully the well, listeners love and enjoy it too. But uh, if well, you even, even too bad. Even further... But- even further back than the Breaking Bad stuff is uh, the new show I was going to tell you that I, that I watched. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to get to there after the Breaking Bad. I was just I was just going to mention one last thing with the Breaking Bad and, and what I really like about it, just based on the pilot, is it's it's a man going through a situation that many people suffer in life. They find out that they've got cancer or some illness that they're going to die from, and we all know that we're going to die, you know, in the next five minutes while we're talking, we're getting five minutes closer to death. But the thing is, when you actually get a time and they say, hey, you've got two years to live, then you start to go, oh, crap. You know, I I really, you'd like to know, I think, you know, you would like to know when your time's going to be up so you can make the most of it. But when you do know, you don't want to know it. And it's, it's basically the story about this guy who just wants to try and support his family, on an average salary, trying to just live life, paying too much taxes to the bloody government, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he just turns around and, and says, you know what, screw doing things the right way and, and being legal, appropriate and everything. I'm going to come be and, and do illegal stuff and make a ton of money quickly so that my family can survive once I'm gone. And it poses that question in your mind, what would you actually do if you were in the same circumstance? And uh, I, I think, you know, it's just an interesting question. I don't know what I'd do because I, I haven't been put in that circumstance. But you do sort of ponder, hey, would I change my life? So uh, anyway, we'll, we'll have a, a bigger chat about that. We'll do a couple of episodes uh, down the line on Breaking Bad. And we'll get the uh, the man who shall not be named on to, uh, to discuss it. <laughs> You know, and uh, when Fair, we, that, that's a good idea because then he can get us up to speed. Maybe in between now and then, I'll try to watch a few more episodes of it. Yeah, so, so certainly the a, early ones because I haven't seen it either. Um, you, you know, look, there's a lot of TV I haven't seen. You know, there's so much being produced and so much good content that I just can't keep up with it. You know, another show I was watching the other day. And again, I saw the pilot because on iTunes, you can actually download the pilot episodes of many shows and they they change them periodically. So you can actually get them for free. You don't pay for them. Uh, They're still legally yours. They're just offering them for free so that you can get into the TV series if you haven't seen it before. And um, so another one I saw was Justified and that that was really good as well. Um, So we'll we'll talk about that at length too because that's going to be another series I get into. But... (laughs) What we're going to talk about before we close out the show is Kevin's new show, hosted by Steve Urkel, and that's where we started with Family Matters, then went to Cosby's show and got into another rat hole. You know, what, Kevin, why do we even have show notes? I don't know why we do it. I'm not sure either, but it always it always sounds impressive to say we, we took time to prepare show notes. I you, actually you walked did, out I on my it. wife. 
I walked out on my wife doing the dishes and said, oh, honey, I've got to go downstairs and get my notes typed up for the show. She said, oh, okay. <laughs> and you know what? That was a really good excuse to get out of drying up, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> so you Thank know what? God she doesn't listen. <laughs> so you know what? We will continue doing the show notes each and every single week to save you from the washing up. Now, tell me. <laughs> What is the show Total Blackout all about? And you reckon I'll like it, but I don't know. I, I've seen a, a couple of little previews here and there and on, on the web and so forth. And I don't know. It's kind of like they put their hands in tanks with bugs and stuff. What, what's the whole deal with it? Well, what they do is they take these people. They'll take four contestants and they put them in a totally blacked out situation. Uh, and they film it with uh, night vision stuff. Mm-hmm. But the contestants can't see anything. They can hear, but they can't see. And usually they start out, at least these first few episodes, they send them into this totally blacked out room, and they have four uh, glass tanks. And they have to reach in, you know, they can't see anything, and identify the item in the tank. And they go through that, and it, the stuff people do is just freaking out. We were watching an episode last night, and these people, the, what was in the tank was a, a a hat that had like a little furry ball on top. Mm-hmm. And people were just flipping out. Their <laughs> mind was playing tricks on them. The funniest thing is, and I've seen more than one contestant do this, is they get in there and they get scared. They start freaking out. And they're covering their eyes. And I'm going... You can't see squat. Why <laughs> you got your eyes covered? And last <laughs> night on one of the episodes, Jaleel even said, don't cover your eyes. It's total blackness. What are you covering your eyes for? It's oh, not going to change it. And then they usually do something. And then the way they, then they pick the, they eliminate one person each round. And uh, the way they eliminate them is they all walk up to this uh, hole in the floor. It's a, it's, it's like a trap door, a big trap door. Like looks like it's about, four feet by four feet or maybe five feet by five feet and he counts them down and they all jump and if you were the loser you fall through into nothing you know i don't know i'm mm-hmm. sure it's they fall down land on a mattress or maybe they put them in a sausage grinder maybe they become <laughs> soy and green i don't know anyway but um they keep going through and then the second round uh most of the second round is they've had to smell stuff and they had last night i on this on this episode the thing they had to smell was somebody's butt. Oh, they had, like, like a real butt, not just a, a make-believe butt, like someone's backside was actually there? They, they, have, they have it set up behind glass, uh-huh. or like plexi, the big plexiglass, and the contestant, still in the pitch blackness, walks up and slides a little door open, and they have a little hole for them to put their nose through, and they did on the other side of that, had some guy bent over with his bare butt stuck oh. up to that. <laughs> It was, it was, but I mean, you know, just, and the people that are on there, these grown men that start screaming and crying. uh, Now, now uh, these contestants, do they actually have fears in real life and and they're sort of trying to defeat the fear? Because I I know that there was some series that I I saw a while back and I'd I'd have to look it up. I I can't recall it at the moment, but it was dealing with phobias and, and sort of, you know, uh, people who have fi- uh, spider phobias like myself, well, the more you expose yourself to them, the less of a fear you have. Oh, I know. You know, this is just this is just to freak people out and provide good entertainment. <laughs> They'll do. They just 
They just do. We, they tell people these things like they had them. They said, OK, you're going to be lifted up and put on this platform. And then you and your partner have to walk towards each other on this narrow little ledge and all this stuff. And they're in total blackness. And these people are thinking, you know, they're 30, 40 feet in the air. They're four inches off the ground. Oh, really? And this one lady fell off the thing. And then she realized how how far it was. And she got out. She oh, no. And then she got <laughs> mad at her husband and started beating the snot out of him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds entertaining. I'll certainly have to check it out. Yeah, the, there's an episode, too, where there's a minister on one. And uh, he loses his religion a little bit. In one part of it. <laughs> it's 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 pretty funny. I my my whole family we sit down and watch. We've watched it now. We caught up with it on the on demand thing last mm-hmm. night, and it was just hysterical. And those people that were sniffing that that person's butt uh. going, oh god, oh god, that you know. <laughs> That, I, were, I, I mean, the, the, you know, seriously, there's some things that should be done on a television show and some things that just shouldn't. <laughs> but, I mean, oh. Jaleel, Jaleel does a real good job on the show. He'll say, come on, man up and do this. They had one guy that was just standing there. He wasn't near anything. Of course, he can't tell that. And he was screaming and hopping around like a little girl. Ah, <laughs> it's going to get me. It's gonna... And he wasn't near a damn thing. He wasn't. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. It's going to get, he wasn't anywhere near it. Oh, it, oh it, but it was, it was hilarious. I, I would recommend uh, our listeners go to the sci-fi channel. If you've got Comcast, I know it's, you can catch up. They've put out four episodes. Yeah. Four episodes. Um, Comcast has the catch up. You can go in and get caught up on it. Um, it is funny. It, it's just entertaining to watch these people. Oh, I'm tough. I can do this. <laughs> And then when uh, they when they freak great. out about what they're touching, oh, it, it's it's just I mean it's just stupid fun entertainment. <laughs> it it, it kind of reminds me. I don't know if you ever saw the show Fear Factor with Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like that in the dark almost. Not quite as wild as stunts, but you know they're just playing on people's fears because they're in pitch black. That's hilarious. It, it reminds me of um, we've we've got the Powerhouse Museum down here in Sydney, which is a uh, fairly much a, a scientific based museum and uh, where you can you know take the kids and there's a lot of you know really good educational stuff there and I remember going as a kid and there was this wall with stuff and and you put your hands in the wall and there was something in there you'd touch it but you couldn't see what it was mm-hmm. and then after you touched it you could you know pull back a, a little uh, curtain if you will uh, and actually see what it was. And they gave you a description of it and so forth. And, you know, I, I just remember putting the hand in touching something. It's like, ah, it was, you know, it was freaking me out. And then it was just one of these rubber balls with, you know, the sort of spikes on it kind of thing. And I had no idea what it was. But I was like, oh, what is it? What type of beast, animal is it? You know, what kind of big bug? <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. Um, no, I'll definitely have to check that out. I know, actually, for anyone listening who does use iTunes as their source, uh, it is on iTunes, and I believe there's a, a full free episode of Total Blackout. I think it's the first episode uh, is available on iTunes. So I'll certainly download that and and have a look, and uh, we can certainly have a further discussion on it a, a little bit later in the show. Yeah, we put a link in the show notes, um, and I think there's some previews and stuff on sci-fi on the Sci-Fi Channel's website. So go have a look at that, guys. You'll really enjoy it. 
Uh, sounds like a good time. And on that note, we better all go and have a good time. I've got my Sunday ahead of me. You've got your Sunday evening ahead of you, Kevin. Um, if you can tell the listeners where they can find out more about you, that would be fantastic. Well, hopefully not in the obituary page as we were talking <laughs> earlier. Um, right now, the easiest place to find me is you go on to Twitter, twitter.com forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or if you go over to about.me slash Kevin Alder, and that's with two L's, uh, you can see the links to the other things I do and the other podcasts I participate in occasionally. Fantastic. And you know what? Speaking of the obituaries, I, I often wonder what happens with our online persona, personality, online entity, if you will, when we actually die. You know, if I died tomorrow... I'm trusting that my wife would know how to contact you all, <laughs> but I'm, I haven't told her how to do that. So, you know, that, that's there, a topic for another show. Yeah, I, I think we there's I know a few things about that, but I won't go into it right now that we can talk about. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it maybe for next week's show and, and discuss, you know, what options do you have to actually, you know, tell the people who, you know, you've never met. Me and Kevin have never met yet. Hopefully one day we will. But right now we haven't. Uh, you know, how do you tell those people? you know, that, hey, you're not well even, you know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, <laughs> you, you passed away. It could just be, hey, you, you're sick and you're not available and you're in the hospital, for instance. God forbid that doesn't happen. But, you know, it, you know, things happen. Life does happen. And, and um, yeah, so anyway, we won't talk about that now. We'll talk about it uh, on next week's show and, uh, and give a couple of examples of what can be done. And, uh, Anything else about the show, simply send us a, an email with feedback at gse at mymac.com and go to the site at geekiestshowever.com. If you want to find out more about me, uh, simply go to everydaymacsupport.com. And uh, you know what? Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening and putting up with us for yet again another week. So until next week, take care. And don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. If you're a technology fan, make sure you check out Tech Fan, hosted by me, Tim Robertson. And me, David Cohen. We're all about technology. We like to geek out on pretty much anything. If it's technical, if it's a gadget, if it's the movie or the music industry, you name it, we're talking about it. And you know, David, unfortunately, unlike most other great podcasts, we don't really plan out our shows. It's more of a stream of thought thing. Yeah, for better or for worse, you listen to it and you be the judge. You know, a good example of that, David, would be this ad, because we didn't plan for this. What did you say? What do I say? <laughs> I don't know. What, is it your turn or is it my turn to talk now? I lost track. I did too. But you know, you won't lose track if you listen to Tech Fan, part of the Stoplight Network of Podcasts. <laughs>